0: Welcome to the Well Church Daily. My name is Stephen Myers, one of the pastors of the Well Church here in Mustang, Oklahoma. This week, we are looking at the events of Passion Week or Holy Week as a way to reflect on Christ's sacrificial death and glorious resurrection in hopes that this sort of reflection and this sort of devotion would prepare us to worship the risen King. So today is Wednesday, two days before the most significant weekend in the history of the world, two days before Jesus' arrest his conviction and death. And what happens on Wednesday, a couple thousand years ago, according to the Gospels, is significant for us to consider. So I want to look at Matthew chapter 26, uh, verses 6 through 16. A flask of very expensive ointment, and she poured it on his head as he reclined at table. And when the disciples saw it, they were indignant, saying, Why this waste? For this could have been sold for a large sum and given to the poor. But Jesus, aware of this, said to them, Why do you trouble this woman? For she has done a beautiful thing to me. For you always have the poor with you, but you will not always have me. In pouring this ointment on my body, she has done it to prepare me for burial. Truly, I say to you, wherever this gospel is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. Then one of the 12, whose name was Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, "'What will you give me if I deliver him over to you?' And they paid him 30 pieces of silver. And from that moment, he sought an opportunity to betray him." So in this passage, Jesus is in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, and something out of the ordinary takes place. A woman who, according to John's Gospel, is Mary of Bethany, which was Lazarus's sister. She she takes an alabaster flask, of very expensive ointment, and poured it all over uh, of the the head of Jesus. Now, this wasn't like our vegetable oil or or something that we can buy at the grocery store for a few bucks. This was precious oil. This would have been like this would have been like popping open a bottle of wine that was worth thousands of dollars, right? It's like not it's not something you want to waste. So that's why everybody reacted the way they did. To them, it was a waste of money. How dare she use this precious oil for such an ordinary moment? But Mary didn't consider this an ordinary moment. So Jesus corrected everyone by saying what she did was actually beautiful. It wasn't a waste. And everyone reclining with Jesus was actually, they were fake mad about how the poor have been robbed of money. They were saying, oh, this could have been used for the poor. It was just fake outrage. When in reality, their indignation revealed their hearts about what they desired the most. And so Jesus brings this to center stage. He says, you always have the poor, but you do not always have me. And he goes on to say that she has done this to prepare him for burial. So Jesus is making a significant point. If you truly cared about the poor, you would have been serving the poor regularly before this event, and you will have opportunities after this to continue to serve them. But Jesus wasn't always going to be with them. He was headed to the cross to die and to be buried in a borrowed tomb. They cared about money. Jesus cared about their hearts, and Mary cared about her Savior. And so what I want us to consider is how Jesus is reordering our loves in this moment. Mary gave uh, the most precious things she could. She gave everything to Jesus. Why? Because Jesus was worthy of all of her. And remember, Mary was at the gravesite. I think this is really important context. She was at the gravesite where her brother Lazarus was buried. Mary watched as mourners gathered around to grieve her dead brother. Mary remembers being both frustrated with Jesus because she thought that he could have kept him alive, and also moved by Jesus in that moment because he wept over her brother feeling the sting of death. But what she, what she remembered most were the words that Jesus spoke to her buried brother Lazarus, come out. And he did. Imagine what that must have been like. Tears of sorrow turning into tears of joy mingled with terror. Who was this Jesus that makes a dead man live? What Jesus says of himself, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And when Mary poured out her life savings on the head of Jesus later, in this moment that we've read about, she, she was saying, I believe in you. You are more precious to me than any amount of money or oil. And because I believe in you, I will live forevermore. You are the resurrection and the life. But what happens next stands in stark contrast to Mary's response. Judas sold Jesus out for 30 pieces of silver. In today's money, that's about 600 bucks, something like that. So not only did Jesus, excuse me, not only did Judas sell Jesus out, but he sold him out for what I would think is way under the asking price. I think, he got, I think he got played by the chief priests. I'll never forget this lyric from a band called King's Kaleidoscope. You now the song entitled, What Have We Done? In that song, he sings, Judas sold you for 30, I would have sold you for less. And here's why I think that lyric is so ingrained in my mind and in my heart. We tend to look at Judas and think, I would have never done that. But when we recognize our own proclivity to sell Jesus out on a daily basis for lesser things, for our sin, for our comfort, for our own inconveniences, or whatever else it might be, we are actually saying that we would do this for less than what Jesus did. We can't actually say that we're better than Judas. All we can say is that we're just as messed up and in need of a savior. Judas's loves were disordered. He loved himself. He loved money. He loved power more than Jesus. And the result was betrayal and destruction. So here's the lesson on this Wednesday. We, we need to order our loves rightly. Jesus is worthy of our whole life. There is nothing sweeter. There is nothing more satisfying than him. And he's worth laying down our lives because Jesus actually laid down his life for us. So we can trust him with everything we are and everything we have. So it's Wednesday, the darkest day in history, looms, but the tomb was only temporary. He rose again, and because he is risen, the loss of everything else is worth the gain of our glorified Christ. So this week, friends, I invite you to examine your own heart. What sits on the throne of your heart? Would you be willing to sell Jesus out to keep it there? Or is Jesus worth everything for you? May God help us reorder our loves and may we, like Mary, give him our very lives because he is worthy. Let's pray. God, would you help us to reorder our loves? Would you help us to be like Mary who spared no expense at honoring and blessing and worshiping Jesus? Would we see everything else as less significant and and less important than Christ. And God, would that lead us to a type of life that regardless of what other people think, regardless of what other people say, even if they call us crazy or wasteful, that we would realize that Jesus is worthy of everything. And would you help us to recognize our own proclivities to sell Jesus out? Would you examine us, Lord? Would you bring out any wickedness in us that, anything that that we desire more than Christ. And as we look to Friday, and then beyond the hill of Golgotha to Easter, would you prepare us to worship our risen Lord? It's in Christ's name. Amen.